Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. Okay, Roland, we are here for yet another episode of CareCast, and you know, as we as we like to do here, CareCast. In- CareCast, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the podcast, apparently. Who came up with that name? I'm not really sure, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just, it, it, was, it just happened organically. Organically. I love that. I, yes, I, just, I love organic. <laughs> I, look, I just looked at my computer screen one day, and it was there. It was there. just there. Bam. It just makes so much sense. Um, actually, it's a terribly uncreative title. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know sometimes simple is what, is what works. So... You know, Roland, what we like to do here at CareCast is we, you know, we see things in the news mm-hmm. and we kind of notice some contradictions maybe from time to time or, yes. uh, you know, maybe statements that don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense might be hypocritical. Um, so there was a there was a very, very good uh, and lengthy story on the ABC News website about how the people of faith in the African-American community deal with the abortion mm-hmm. issue. And it actually started with a wonderful story of a woman um who has, you know, become a very great advocate uh, for life. But then it gets to a section of the story where it talks about some, you know, folks in the African-American faith community who would still consider themselves to, to be in favor of abortion, generally speaking. Right, right. Um, and there was, a, there was one particular pastor uh, in particular who was quoted in, in the article named Pastor Clinton Stansel. And he, he said something, you know, in the article that we thought was very interesting and, you know, didn't, didn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense kind of looking back at History. Yeah, I think it, I think some aspects of it were certainly problematic if you mm-hmm. sort of unpack what the pers- the perspective that he's that he's bringing to the table. Do you yeah. want to read kind of what he said? Yeah, well, you know, so as not to rip, mes- misrepresent him, we're going to just quote him directly here yeah. from the story in ABC News. So he said, "When we talk about abortion, it cannot be discussed in a, discussed in a vacuum. You cannot talk about being pro-life and not address the disparities that happen in our community." I am totally opposed to white legislators legislating what black women do with their bodies. You don't have the moral high ground to tell black women what to do with their body. If you're going to tell me that you care about life, then do something about our lack of education. Do something about the disparities in health care in the black community. If we deal with the systematic problems, then maybe abortion would not become necessary. So I think we noticed a couple things in there. First and foremost, yeah. that he basically says you, you cannot legislate morality. Yeah. But then he goes on to list a number of moral issues which he feels should be fixed with legislation. Yeah, I think it. You know, I think it's problematic. I think on on, on a number of, of different levels. I, I certainly agree that you know, there are some issues that are on ramps to abortion. For mm-hmm. example, the, the the low marriage rate, the marriage Absolutely. rate issue that you know, we've we've looked at that multiple times and talked about that multiple times. That eighty six percent of the women who have abortions are unmarried. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely a link between abortion and marriage, which is actually not one of the issues that he listed. Uh, yeah. in terms he doesn't of, say anything about family structure. The no. Family structure, any of that stuff. Yeah. And we know uh, certainly father absence is connected to early sexual activity, which is connected to abortion. Mm-hmm. So he, he there are some upstream issues, but he doesn't actually list the upstream issues that frankly are most correlated with abortion in, right. in, in, in that regard, which is prob- which is problematic. And they're actually mm-hmm. issues that pastors should be talking about. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about God's design for marriage, for example, that's actually in scripture, mm-hmm. right. right? As a thing that pastors should talk about. In fact, our whole faith is built around this notion of of, of 
the bride of Christ being the church and, and Christ as, as the bridegroom and that whole marriage and Adam and Eve. And so the ma- construct of marriage as an institution for building uh, culture, and for building communities is actually centrally in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's no debate about that. And that's certainly something that a pastor should be talking about and preaching about. Mm-hmm. And as it happens, that when you do build strong, uh, strong marriages, strong families, whether it's a white community or black community or whatever community, you end up with kids who are less likely to be at risk for sexual activity, you end up with less single mother homes, all those different things, which can be connected to abortion. So mm-hmm. so I agree with the part that there are some upstream issues, but but he's not connecting some mm-hmm. of the bigger issues. And I would submit that the the issues he's talking about actually are downstream. Mm-hmm. Because right. when, you, when you don't have a strong marriage ethic in a community, that's where you end up with more poverty. Because mm-hmm. we know academic performance is linked right. to father absence. Uh, right. So it's those aren't upstream issues. Those actually are downstream to the to the issue that's really upstream, which mm-hmm. is which is God's design for family, and and which is the thing obviously a pastor uh, should be talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing which is which is problematic is this notion about you know white legislators legislating how black women should use their bodies or that whole perspective mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and and to me I think it's rather ironic uh, from the perspective that if you go back and look at history and particularly look at Planned Parenthood's history. Margaret Singer had a Negro project Mm -hmm. and a big part of the Negro project was her going to black pastors. Mm -hmm. Right. And and we were talking legislatively at that point, but was certainly philosophically Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. telling black women what they should be doing with their bodies. Mm -hmm. And in this case, that they should be using birth control and and certainly abortions all kind of built out of that Mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. And it was embraced by some black pastors who communicated that out out in, into the community. And we know the history of Margaret Sanger, a eugenicist, certainly was, there was no love for black folk uh, mm-hmm. in her regard. So it's interesting to me that mm-hmm. you, you have an issue there, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't have an issue here, excuse me, have an issue here, but you don't have an issue there in terms of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, it almost is a perspective which is like, well, you can't really tell us what to do with our bodies, black women what to do with their bodies or the black community what, what to do. Mm-hmm. Unless you're assisting us in the killing of our children, mm-hmm. then we fully want your engagement on that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think right. about Planned Parenthood as an organization or institutional organization, mm-hmm. you know, my sense is that um, uh, it, it's not one that's disproportionately mm-hmm. run by black folks, even though there's a black president now. But mm-hmm. I would think if you look through, mm-hmm. you know, sort of the funding, the leadership and all that stuff, my sense would be that it wouldn't be c- mm-hmm. considered, quote, black owned. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But it's one of the major players in terms of of ending the lives of black black children. So it almost is problematic. It's very problematic for me that it's sort of like you can't, quote, tell us what to do unless you're assisting us in the killing of our children. Then you can tell us exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But you it, can set up shop in our communities. And, you exactly. Know, exactly. But if but if you want to tell us that we should actually value the lives of our children. Right. Uh, and not abort our children. Right. Keep out. Keep out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep out. Very ironic. It's very ironic. So if you want to preserve our lives, don't tell us that. But if you want to help us in the lives of our most vulnerable in the community, fine. Yeah, you got full agency. Here's your building permit. Here's your building permit. Full agency to do everything there. And and so I just really problematic for me when you when you think about it in that in that in that context. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think the other thing too, which is sort of embedded in there, is that in some way, shape, or form. That it's compassionate to encourage or enable, you know, black women or any woman for that matter uh, to abort their child. It, it, you know, it's 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 like a compassionate thing to do. But it, it really isn't, you know, when you when you really think about it, because the narrative that is is communicated that I've always talked about in this case in terms of black folks is that 
we have a disproportionate high number of abortions in the black community compared to our percentage of the population. Right, right. At its core, when you're aborting, you're basically saying that nothing good can come from this child, right? right. It's, it's a net negative, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because you wouldn't abort the child if something good was going to come. So right. the view is nothing good, nothing positive can mm-hmm. possibly come from this child. Mm-hmm. So I imagine if someone was told right before they were going to abort that the child you're about to abort is going to be the next, I don't know, Jeff Bezos or Michael Jordan or whatever it may be, mm-hmm, right? right? And you're about ready to have the abortion. I would suspect that a lot of folks would say, well, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Even though their current circumstance didn't change, what happened? Mm-hmm. You changed what that child's worth was. Mm-hmm. In, order, in other words, there's some significant good that can come from this child and, mm-hmm. and it can affect me. So if black folks are disproportionately abor- uh, uh, having abortions and society is encouraging that, mm-hmm. and even some folks in the religious community are sort of okay with that, then it's basically saying that black folks disproportionately, no good will come from our children. Mm-hmm. And if if there's not a racist statement out there, I think that's more damning than that, mm. because that's the narrative that's embedded mm-hmm. in what mm-hmm. what this this pastor's talking about. That right. for our children, right. disproportionately, no good is coming from that. Mm-hmm. For, can come from our children, and therefore we're perfectly comfortable with with our children disproportionately being aborted at higher rates than anybody else's. Right. Right. And to me, that sounds kind of racist to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you I, think about I, it, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that that's a great point. And then I, I, I let me make yeah, one other point sure. too, because you're making that judgment not based on the content of that child's character, mm-hmm. but based on the color of the child's skin. Mm-hmm. Because the content of the child's character is not revealed until when, after they're born. Mm-hmm. So you're making a judgment, not based on the content of character, mm-hmm. but on the color of that child's skin mm-hmm. or the economic situation of the child's mother or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. To me, that's super problematic. Mm-hmm. And and, well, and as I said, is. you know, yeah. if you want to talk about racism, <laughs> if yeah. you will, and discrimination, I mean, that to me seems to yeah. be incredibly problematic. Yeah. Things seem to be sort of upside down in this whole narrative or, or around this particular issue when it comes to abortion in the black community. And I think the other really important thing that, that, that we talked about and that you pointed out uh, very wisely, I think, was that, you know, this this whole idea of that, you know, you, quote, can't legislate morality. Yeah. But you but you made a really good point that uh, morality legislated yeah. has historically been done to protect the vulnerable from the powerful. Absolutely. So, for example, it was actually, you know, white legislators who outlawed slavery. Absolutely. Right. And so because you know, obviously and unfortunately and tragically at the time, there were no black legislators. So in other words, somebody had to legislate morality in order to make sure that slavery was no longer legal. And the people who did that were were white legislators. But according to this pastor, he would wouldn't his logic lead him to say that he doesn't want white legislators telling us what to do with. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What should be done with our bodies? Yeah. And here's the other ironic thing. Yeah. Abortion. Mm-hmm. Was made legal, if you will, mm-hmm. by who? White legislators. White legislators and white judicial folks. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying that you don't want them telling us what to do with our bodies, well, they just told you that to abort. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just really problematic mm-hmm. when you frame it through, first off, through a lens of race, which mm-hmm. is problematic in terms yeah. of like that perspective. And it really, it, it really it should be focused more on what is the morality of what you're doing, not mm-hmm. the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Going back to what King said. Mm-hmm. Judge not based on the color yeah. of my skin, but the content of my character. And mm-hmm. I would submit to you that the Supreme Court, the content of the character of the Supreme Court, when it le- when it essentially decided and ruled 
uh, for abortion in, in Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton, the content of its character was problematic. Mm-hmm. And the reason the content of its character was problematic is that it did not protect the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a principle from a Christian narrative, for sure, that we certainly want to have. And certainly even in, when you think about it, even just from a civil liberties perspective, right, we're always trying to trade in the interest of the most vulnerable. And in the case of abortion, what you actually ended up doing was not trading in the interest of the most vulnerable, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but trading in the interest of the most powerful, which, again, goes back to Margaret Sanger. Why didn't she want more black folk or poor folk or whatever kind of folk, right? Disabled folk or or whatever. What was the issue? Well, it was the powerful who had an issue with that. And that was a a lot of the funding Mm -hmm. for Planned Parenthood came Mm -hmm. from elites Mm -hmm. who said there were too many of those people that look like that Mm -hmm. or come from those neighborhoods and we need less of them Mm -hmm. and obviously more of us. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. so yeah. So on so many different levels, you know, yeah. this kind of the, the world, the perspective that, uh, that's reflected in the, in the, in this interview and, and certainly his comments are, are problematic. Yeah. As we've talked about often here on CareCast, when it comes to the abortion issue, folks just sort of think yeah. about it in ways that they don't, they use logic and reasoning that they don't use for any other issue. Absolutely. Right? So really, if you really think about it, for the most part, the only time people ever say you can't legislate morality is when it comes to abortion. Yeah. But pretty or much- sexual issues in, in Right. General. Sexual issues in particular. Right. But But really, like, legislation is morality. Because it's basically telling you what you ought and not, ought not do, which is the definition of morality, right? Exactly. Child labor laws. <laughs> That's morality, right? right? Yes, yeah. You know, all yeah. the, there's so many issues. Murder. M- murder, stop signs. I mean, Robbery. You know, uh, defamation. I mean, there's just so yeah. many. Yeah. They're all kind of based on this moral principle. Right. Our laws are, are, are a reflection of our morality. Right. And a core principle of our morality is that we should protect the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The reason why you cannot just drive through a stop sign is mm-hmm. because it could be a vulnerable walking pedestrian mm-hmm. who you could hit. Right. 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 So the, the, the mm-hmm. mindset always with our, quote, the morality that's built into our laws is this underlying principle. We will always try to trade in the best interests of the most vulnerable mm-hmm. and protect the most vulnerable yeah. from the most powerful, except in the case of abortion. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a very it's a very uh, problematic uh, yeah, perspective. Certainly. So well, we'll certainly continue to keep an eye on on this sort of thing, and you know, and, and for what it's worth, when it comes to you know the faith community in general, yeah, you know, and around the abortion issue, as many of our listeners might know, uh, we have a major initiative here at CareNet called Making Life Disciples, which is designed to equip the church to offer compassion, hope, and help to women and men in the church. Yes. You know, who are at risk for abortion or considering abortion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these kinds of stories just remind us just how important that is yes. for the church to become proactively engaged in off- offering ministry and compassion to people who are in the midst of those decisions. So, absolutely, regardless of what community there, there is, right. is in. And so I would yeah. really hope and encourage this pastor mm-hmm. to, to implement a Making Life Disciples ministry so mm-hmm. that folks who are at risk for abortion. Mm-hmm in his church and in his community, that his church becomes a beacon there to mm-hmm. walk along someone mm-hmm. from conception to birth mm-hmm. who's facing a difficult pregnancy decision so that they don't think that abortion is the only alternative mm-hmm. uh, that they have, that they yeah. can have the compassion, hope, and help that comes from the body of Christ, which is modeled after Christ. Right, right, right. absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Ron. That was great. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.